What's poppin'? You're in the lab hosted by me, Dave Turris. In the lab is brought to you by Urban Lab Wireless Consulting. Up your wireless game and evolve your playbook. My guest in the lab today has over 17 years of wireless management experience within the indirect and direct channel and has worked with AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, and Sprint. And he is currently a district manager in the Florida region for Sprint. I would like to welcome a good friend of mine and a leader in the wireless community, Dustin Knapp. Welcome to the lab, big dog. What up, what up? How we doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? How's Florida? Oh, you know, hot and muggy. Muggy and hot. <laughs> Already? <laughs> yeah, man. Gators are coming out. It's uh, it's getting real here in Florida already. Oh, so. man. Well, I mean, here out in, in Long Beach, and it's nice and nice and sunny, brother. But, hey, let's jump in this today, okay? In the lab today, we will discuss the method to the madness of motivating sales reps. One thing that I love, Dustin, is, it, is motivating reps. It gets me on one. I love it. Um, there are so many forms of motivating out there. Um, run me through what you know, how you like to motivate reps and, and how you uh, get to drill into them and bring the best out in them. Yeah, so great, uh, great topic, and thanks for having me on. Um, for me, motivating our, our teams is one of the, the, the main things that I like to focus on doing uh, just because it's, uh, it's constantly changing and it's, it's challenging because each individual is motivated by different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the things I like to do um, is just to, to get – you know, uh, creative, uh, do also. things. Uh, yeah. So now just get like energy going in the room. We do events, uh, from time to time. And as a district manager, I can be seen in many different lights. Um, so for the events, I typically like to put a, a more playful spin on things. And, uh, recently, you know, we did an event where Anybody who purchased uh, something that was fitness related, you know, because we're trying to promote healthy lifestyles and things of that nature, um, nice. got to, yeah, they got to, to do like a temporary tattoo um, on the DM. So either the rep or the customer. Like every uh, time they t- sold a phone or someone bought a phone? No, no. Every time they bought a, like a fit, like a Fitbit or Bluetooth headset oh, or just any you. promoted, you know, an active lifestyle, which. Really, if you think about what's in a store nowadays, it's kind of everything. So it was an excuse really to, to get the customers and the, and the sales uh, professionals involved in just kind of tattooing me and, and promoting physical fitness. And it's infectious, right? So the more you know, people see it being done, the more they want to do it. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I didn't pick uh, you know, cool tattoos. There was no barbed wire. It was a lot of... Uh, Paw Patrol and <laughs> Transformers. Uh, Unicorn, Transformers. Uh, you know, I had Sprint to. Sprint logos. I, so yeah, nice. everything. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> you, know, you know, I I love that when you're getting into event, events and and planning for that. But when you're dealing with a rep on a day to day basis and it's a grind and you have to constantly motivate them to get them going because they're they're just dealing with rejection a lot and also they're dealing on, uh, you know, personal issues. You know, what are some of the other ways that you actually motivate a sales rep throughout the day? Yeah. So, I mean, in my role now, I work uh, seldomly one on one with the the sales reps. So I get a chance to coach my store managers, sales supervisors, assistant managers on that very process. You know, Mm -hmm. how do you motivate your team on a day-to-day basis. Now, trust me, I get in there and when I'm in a store, I obviously interact with my, my sales team um, and I'll motivate them and talk to them if they're, you know, if they're having a rough month or if they're sure. having a great month, I'll, I'll reward them. 
But uh, to get back to the, the question, you know, one of the things that we coach on is just getting to each individual's why, right? You know, mm-hmm. people are, are motivated by different things, but we, we need to find what their why is. You know, why are they here? Why sprint? Uh, you know, why sales? It's not the Love easiest. That. You know, and uh, and figure out why they're here. What's their motivation? Is it to, to move up? Great. Is it to, to be the best salesperson? Great. Is, yeah, it, is to, it to buy a car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what, you know, the monetary aspect. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I mean, let's let's be honest. And, and you know, a lot of times um, the, the folks that we have working for us are, are still figuring out their path. And I don't yeah. ever want to be arrogant enough, you know, arrogant to say that, you know, Sprint or wireless is going to be their final path. I want to prepare them for their future no matter what it is. And there's a lot of really great things that people can learn just from being in a sales environment that apply to life. Oh, uh, totally. Right? Totally so understand could, that. Absolutely, man. That you know, and you know, in this industry with the 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 type of reps that we have working for us or managers that we have working for us, you know, this is typically their first or second or third job. So it's not like they have a ton of life experience and we are there to help them, you know, get that life experience so they can go on to the next level or uh, uh, move up through either Sprint or T-Mobile or whatever company they're working for. But after they leave us, they need to be, they need to leave being a better person than they were yesterday and also a better leader uh, because of our, our leadership that we've provided to them. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, that's at the end of the day, um, you know, half of the people that are, are working for us now may not be working for us in five years. But if we've prepared them for that next step, then they're going to look back uh, with fondness you know, at their experience in sales. And one thing I, I try to impart on my entire team, including my, my sales uh, team in the stores, is that what we do is a profession. Mm-hmm. And that should never be lost on anybody. Right. You know, sometimes we think of sales in the in the bad way, in the negative light, like car salespeople. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, a sales professional is a true professional, and you need salespeople to sell everything. And I ask my team, I say, you know, let me ask you: is a is a lawyer, is a lawyer a salesperson? And some people say no. And I say, really? Because don't you need them to sell? You know, the narrative, if they're defending you or, or if they're prosecuting. Oh, absolutely. They're, yeah. Right? Lawyers, doctors. I mean, you know, the whole world uh, at workforce involves sales in some aspect, shape or form. Yeah. So, I mean, getting back to the question as to how you motivate uh, the individuals, you got to find out why. Right. Yeah. You got to go in and you got to get personal and you got to figure out everybody's why. And then you need you to have remember, to care, man. You have to you care. You have to care. Absolutely. That's you one know, of my biggest mantras is if you don't care, you don't need to be here. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. And, you know, and communication is huge. You know, what are some of the ways that you communicate um, and motivate your reps? You know, whether it's by text or group me, email, you know, you know what are the yeah. things that you like to do? So that's the thing is, I mean, we're in the, the social media generation. So, you know, email is great for documentation. Um, but if you really right. want to. Right. If you really want to communicate with your team. Uh, you got to You got to get into the, the social media. You know, we use uh, GroupMe. Uh, WhatsApp has been used. There's a lot of different apps. I know the carriers are all um, creating their own versions yeah. of uh, a social media uh, posting because ultimately, you know, all carriers, Sprint, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they recognize the, the sales um you know, 
gas pedal, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. that is uh, that is these social platforms. But they also recognize that they can be a an avenue for you know things to go south. So yeah. Well, do you, do you guys utilize uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, promoting your product or promoting uh, successes in your stores? Yeah, sure. So Twitter is is widely used. Uh, Instagram is used pretty much on an individual basis. Yeah. Um, and and the main the main takeaway there is you know we never uh, you know we never share anything that is. Uh, you know, what we call CP&I, which is personal to the customer, right? So we yeah. don't ever put any personal information out there and uh, pictures. It's mainly just celebrating success stories. Um, yeah, and, and that uh, motivates the reps, right? I mean, they want also, that acknowledgement. Well, recognition is huge. You know, without mm -hmm. without recognition, that's a big, you know, component to, uh, you know, motivating millennials uh, is just the the recognition for doing a great job. Uh, you know, they, sure. they really, uh, enjoy that pat on the back and, uh, you know, the, the social media platform is a great way to, to, to showcase to that. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, oh, yeah. how, how do you define success after you motivate somebody? Um, you know, real time, like, you know, like a real life example, real time example, you're in a store and what do you do? You pull somebody off to the side and give them a little pep talk or are you challenging that person and making it competitive? Um, and then how do you judge that, that, uh, after the fact, after they've sold somebody or sold, sold something, do you, you know, what do you do with the, with that person? No, it's a great question. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, basically the way I judge success is long-term consistent results yeah. and, and also people who come to me and they, you know, when they say thank you, or, you know, you've changed, uh, the trajectory of my life or, you know, maybe not those, those exact words. It's a little heavy, but yeah. you know, whenever they write uh -huh, whenever, that two piece, you changed my life, man. <laughs> it changed my life. Well, no, but no, like for instance, breaking things down into a way they can understand them. So sometimes you, when you get to know somebody and, and what their obligations are, you say, Hey, that, you know, that two liner, man, that's, um, that's your cable bill. You know, yeah. that's your, that's your water bill. Hey, that three liner, that's a night out, you know, Real with your life significant... examples, man. And that's right. the why you, you mentioned the why you, yeah. if you know that there you go. So, but, uh, but yeah, just, I mean, when you're, when you're doing, uh, on the spot coaching, uh, that, that's one of my favorite things is, you know, you, you're, you're working with somebody and we use a, a technique. Um, it's similar to having like a timeout in basketball. Yeah. So, uh, there's front of the house, there's back of the house. And when the reps come back to the back of the house, we typically will have a powwow with them before they, you know, get the phone and we'll ask them how, you know, what's going on in the sale, how, how's it going. And then we'll just ask them simple questions, you know, if they've offered, um, certain products and solutions to the customer. And if they haven't, you know, we, we essentially, opportunity. Yep. yeah, we coach them, we, we spot coach them right there. And, uh, we, you know, we have, time delays on the safes anyway. So it takes a while to get a phone as it is. Yeah. So we utilize, yeah, we utilize that time, um, to kind of refocus and, and repitch or, you know, pitch if yeah. we didn't uh, offer anything in the first place. Um, but yeah. yeah, so that type of, that type of coaching is really uh, instrumental in making sure our customers get the best value. Right. Sure. Oh, that's number one. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, think of uh, the customer, you know, how do they know all the things that we have to offer? And then sometimes the sales reps just flat out get excited and forget. Sure. You know, well, but, absolutely. You, you know, I, I love, I love progress. 
you know, when you see a sales rep, you don't have to be per perfect, Dustin, but you have to show progress uh, in the, within the sales cycle and consistency through, uh, you know, uh, month in and month out. I love that. But that brings us up to our next topic. You know, according to a Pew Research uh, Center, uh, U.S. Census Bureau data, more than one in three American labor force participants, so 35%, Dustin, are millennials, making them the largest generation in the U.S. labor force. You know, with that being said, how do you coach these new breeds? You know, it's funny. I mean, I, I read all the articles on the millennials, but I was thinking about it the other night and I became a DM way back when, like 2006. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was talking to one of my colleagues, a guy named Nelson Lopez. You might even remember him. But um, anyway, he and I were he and I were uh, <laughs> being vocal about our discontent with the fact that we felt like, you know, there was a gap between the way we came up and the sales team currently, you know, yeah. they're, the things they were motivated by. And I'm like, man, that's like the same conversation I'm having now, you know, with the, the peers that I have now. It's the same. <laughs> right. It's the same thing. Right. And it, and it goes back to, you know, John Wooden, man, it goes back to basic, tie your shoelaces. Right. So, um, you know, John Wooden, winning most coach in UCLA history, was all about basics, didn't focus on the score, focus on being your best. If we get back to basics and we just focus on the sales process and helping our people um, to understand why we do certain things again mm -hmm. in the sales process, that's a big millennial thing, if I guess, if you want to attribute it to that. But but frankly, I think it's a human concept. It's not unique to the millennials. Yeah, right. Absolutely, you're not reinventing the wheel here. You know, you know, right. you know what's you know what's what I found. You know, working with uh, the new the new breed or the new school, you want to call it. Um, you know, a lot of them really. You know, today's workforce, these workers, they they pri prioritize their values. You know, they they don't waver on ethics. They don't waver on um, you know doing things that they're not supposed to be doing. They want flexibility, so scheduling. Uh, you know, maybe a lax uh, coaching, whatever you want to put it. They value feedback. You know, this group here more than anybody I know. I noticed that they really value feedback. Um, you know, how how does that play a part in your in your leadership and within your stores. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, uh, so part of my background is I've, I've, you know, been on the training side, um, you know, not as much as the DM, but I'd say, you know, 40, 60 and being on the training side, when you get removed, you learn, you know, certain behavioral things. And, uh, in terms of just keeping them focused, uh, it all goes back to, you know, the why kind of showing, the individual why we do certain things why it's important to offer certain things and then also um you know when they want that flexibility we need to understand why we need to say yeah. okay well this and we need to acknowledge that whatever that thing they have it carries value and if we're not valuing their personal time or their values we're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot right because oh. a lot of these folks you know, I mean, they have great, so uh, brilliant ideas, um, and and we would be doing ourselves a disservice to not hear them out. Yeah. Uh, just because you know they're 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 new or this or that. I mean, sometimes it's looking at things through a fresh pair Different of eyes. Perspective, absolutely. Well, you yeah. mentioned you know you mentioned training. You you've been a trainer in within the industry at at numerous uh, companies and numerous dealers. Um, you know, is that super important in today's landscape? Is, is training and knowledge important? Yeah, I mean, of course, it's massively 
massively important. The, 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 the better trained uh, you are, the more confident you're going to be executing the processes that, that you're, are asked of you by your, you know, your, your bosses. Right? right. So, you know, and when people are confident, they're better salespeople. So training is massively important. Now, that being said, you know, the training that's out there, especially on a large scale, um, it, it can is be it a little, <laughs> is it there? Well, there's, yeah. So there's, there's compliance training and then there's, there's, you know, field training and you need both, right? You can't, you can't just have field training because then the message never gets uh, back to, you know, the folks, um, you know, at, at the corporate level, basically indicating that that knowledge transfer has taken place. So there has to be a, a hybrid of both. But the problem is when, let's say, a corporate uh, you know, company sends out uh, an initiative for everybody to do a training, and then your sales leaders, like your managers or ASMs or whoever, they leave it there, right? They say, oh. It doesn't get down to the well, floor. Yeah, corporate's got it, right? They're yeah. sending out training. Hey, you read the training, right? You're trained. Good. Perfect. One less thing I got to do. Yeah. And well, how do you... It, well, how do you improve the training? Because, you know, that's one of the things that I, I, I've learned over the last several years is, you know, not that there's a lack of training, but it, it doesn't really connect to um, the the day-to-day sales rep that is in the store grinding and trying to sell a phone. Um, it's more, like you said, compliance or, um, you know, kind of being, uh, you know, not to that sales level type of training. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. you the one thing I've I, I've noticed is that there's been a disconnect. The longer wireless has been around, the more it's skewed towards compliance, and it's missing the personal side that it, it used to have. At least when when I was right. you know coming coming up through the ranks, um, you know, the peer to peer coaching is good, uh, but I think at the end of the day, you know, we need to we need to get creative with uh, our learning. Adults, as it turns out, you know, they learn just like children do. And, you know, I've studied a lot about it. No, it's true. I got it. Yeah, I got a 15 year old and a 13 year old brother. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I know. Who am I telling? I'm telling you. Right. But but that's the thing. If you study adult learning, it turns out our minds work very similar to the way they did when we were kids. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't tell a a child who's growing and let's say they're learning how to walk you wouldn't show them a video of how to walk and then follow up with them a week later, say, okay, walk for me. You know, didn't you see the video? Right. You need to see the video again, practice. right? Like well, trial, trial and error, practice, encouragement. When they fall down, you can do it again. It's work. You know, you know training work. That goes back to your John Wooden um, example with, you know, tie, tying your shoes and lacing them up and dribbling and, you know, learning how to dribble a basketball. It's, it's the same concept with uh, sales reps. You know, and with millennials, man, they they want to grow as employees. They yeah. they want to develop their existing skills and learn new ones. And yeah. that's probably right. more more. That's probably more so than you know, ten years ago when man, you just wanted to sell some phones and make some money. But you know, nowadays right. now they want they want to polish off their existing skills and learn new ones. Well, that's just it. If you if you educate them and let them know, like, look. You're currently going to school to be an EMT um, or you're going to school for IT. You're going to school for this. How can sales help you in that environment? Because I guarantee there's going to be a time where you're going to be in a situation and and it's going to go your way. And you're going to be like, man, had I not been prepared at the sales job, I probably would have bombed the situation. I mean, it could just be being interviewed for that job because at that point you're selling yourself. 
right? Which is yeah. ultimately what we do in the stores every day. Um, but you know, and, and that's just in life, man. You know, you're you're just selling yourself to you know you're selling yourself to be be the best that you can be and prove that you belong in either your industry or your store. You know, um, so true, so true, Dust. But it's value. You know, at the end of the day, it goes back to value. You know, back in the day, uh, I designed a training curriculum for a company, and we were identifying. Uh, archetypes in the store and at the end of the day when you, you get down to that level it, it all goes to value we each of those individuals wants to be valuable to the store and at some point you've you've seen the person in the store who can't quite sell but man they'll help you out with everything else they'll transfer contacts they'll they'll you know mm -hmm. put a screen protector on i mean so There's you know value. Once, it's the value that, you know, everybody, it's an ecosystem there, right? It's a family. Um, it's a pack. I mean, you spend, you know, more time with these folks than you spend with your family sometimes. So you want to have value within that group. And when there's, when you, there's no perceived value, then that's when it becomes a negative situation and people, you know, leave the business or this or that. Right. But well, if, if we can create value, then you're, you're, you're on the right track. Well, guess what, brother? I value you. Hey man, hey. I value <laughs> hey, and, and on that note, brother, it's been a blast. Um, really appreciate you coming on, you know, taking time out of your busy schedule, your sales schedule, and, and joining me on here. And, uh, you know, tell the family I said what's up and, um, you know, much success to you, brother. I will do anytime, man. Thanks for having me. All right, Dustin. I appreciate it. In the Lab is brought to you by Urban Lab Wireless Consulting. Up your wireless game and evolve your playbook. On our next episode, we will speak with Brent Tucker who has over 17 years of wireless experience on the dealer side and has worked for companies as a trainer, market director, regional sales director, and other key leadership roles. We will discuss part two, method to the madness of motivating managers. It's a big wireless world out there. Come explore it with us next time. In the Lab is a weekly podcast with innovative, energetic leaders within the wireless community who are obsessively curious and passionate about wireless sales and can offer advice on steps to take to evolve and emerge as a consistent leader in the wireless industry.